Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. It's been a good one. It's been a good one so far. Um, it's still early, obviously, but it's been a good day so far. Um, last night we watched another, another, um, game in the Eastern Conference Finals, um, basketball that would have you scratching your head. Like, what, what do we have going on here? Um, continually they are ping-ponging blowouts. At some point, somebody's got to do something. Like, because this isn't really entertaining. Like, I know people are like, oh, this is cool. It's not really entertaining basketball. One blowout, then we watch another blowout, then we watch another blowout. Like, that's not entertaining. So, for me, I need to see somebody do something that resembles dominance or, or, or at least consistency we haven't seen any the only consistent thing we've seen is that it's wildly inconsistent right that's the only thing that we've seen so far the only thing that we've known so far is that this thing is wildly inconsistent and i think at some point we have to get some type of consistency or it's not really going to be we're going to look at this and go Y'all are just going to go get beat up by Golden State, who looks unbeatable right now. What happens when you get talent and health? And, and I want people to understand how they did this, because some people will try to follow this model um, that they use. But this model is not something you can follow. This model is luck. Right? There's no, there's no real way to follow luck. They got lucky. They, I mean, obviously, they they had some setbacks that allowed them to then be lucky. So how else do you continue to acquire top talent unless your talent is hurt? So remember early on, um, Steph Curry had issues with ankles. Well, that allowed them to continue to get high draft picks, which turned into one of them into Clay Thompson. They got lucky that Draymond Green developed into Draymond Green. They then were able to, they were able to use the injuries and the loss of Kevin Durant and the injury to Clay Thompson to have another all bad season which then allowed them to draft other draft picks that happened to work out. This isn't like a model. You can't try to duplicate this. They got lucky. They got lucky that their people who were hurt came back and they're now healthy. They got lucky that some of the guys they picked up have worked out. They got an Andrew Wiggins who for all intents and purposes, is paid like a superstar, but operates in a role player 
capacity. Like that doesn't happen in, in a high level role player. See, most of these guys that are getting these, these bigger contracts, they're getting bigger contracts, but they don't really add something on the defensive side. Most of these guys, especially at the guard position, who are getting big money, they're getting the big money because they can put the ball in the cup, or at least most times they can put the ball in the cup. But the consistency, the consistency, that's what that's what you don't get a lot of times from those, those ball players and showing up in the big moments. Because showing up in the big moments, let's face it, it's that's for that's for people who do this. Like there's some people who just hey, we do this thing. And if you don't do this thing, then you probably won't show up in the playoffs. That's 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 kind of how it works, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how this how this ha- how this continues to manifest itself as we go along. You know what else is, has has continued to transform and transmorph over the last few um, days is now all of a sudden we have made Nick Saban the villain. Nick Saban says stupid comments, calling out people on how they were using name, image, and likeness, essentially attacking name, image, and likeness because he feels that it's not being used the way that it, it was intended to be used, the audacity, by the way, to tell people how things were intended to be done. Besides all that, like, Saban has to understand that, you know, evolution. See, because Saban's not the enemy. That's the thing. We want, people wanted Nick Saban to be the enemy, but Nick Saban is not the enemy. No, he's merely the resistance to change. That's all. If you've looked throughout Nick Saban's career, he has always been resistant to change. He's always been the guy who had to be convinced that there was a new way to go. And once he saw there was a new way to go, he went that way. Don't believe me? When was the last time that Alabama didn't have a, a mobile quarterback for longer than a season. The Matt Jones thing was, that was an anomaly. That was a, a convergence of, uh, of situations, right? Matt Jones happened, but Matt Jones was never supposed to happen. Matt Jones hap- was a, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing that Nick Saban can find himself, you know, falling into from time to time. But the succession was never supposed to be Matt Jones. It was supposed to go, hey, we've replaced this athletic quarterback with Tua, who's athletic and can throw the ball. That's what we want. We want that guy who's athletic but still can throw the ball. This is just in their mind, by the way, because Jalen Hurts threw the ball just fine at Oklahoma in, in, in route to a Heisman Trophy finalist position. But it was supposed to go Tua – to Bryce Young, who enrolled early, got there, and was supposed to beat Matt Jones out for the job. But Matt Jones knew the offense better. Matt Jones had a little bit more um, time, more pedigree with the program. So let's give it to Matt Jones, and then we'll see how it 
transitions from there. That's what they did. And then Matt Jones kept winning. And once he was winning all the time, it was like, well, we're not going to change it. But it was never supposed to be Matt Jones. So Saban, who was resistant to change, especially at the quarterback position in the way in which they got things done offensively, eventually changed and as he's changed has become the gold standard right so he's not the enemy he's just the resistance to change you as the people on the outside and we as people who love athletics should never lose sight of the true enemy of the true villain i shouldn't even say enemy of the true villain of the true antagonist in this story. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the NCAA. The NCAA created all of this. You know what the NCAA could have done? Instead of opening up endorsement rights and name, image, and likeness, which to me was the low the low-hanging fruit, they could have just paid players. They could have put a legitimate salary structure in place so that people would be getting paid a regular wage. They didn't have to be millionaires and billionaires. They didn't have to make millions of dollars. They could have made it so that they were getting paid regular money. But guess what would have happened if the NCAA did that? Then schools would have had to pay these players. Ta-da! And so now, since the NCAA didn't want to do what was right and pay players, they decided that we were going to um, open up this Pandora's box of craziness with name, image, and likeness, and we weren't going to give you any rules. So if you broke the rules, right, we're not going to give you any rules, but if you break the rules, we'll chastise you for it. And that's exactly what's happening. Notice the NCAA came back and said, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. Boosters and fans aren't shouldn't be able to buy the services of a player in order to secure them for a like for a school. But but do you guys not know what name, image, and likeness represents? They're saying, I want that person to represent us. That's how it works. So if I'm a Florida State fan, right, and I want the number one recruit in the nation to represent my business by going to Florida State, then that's a part of business. That's a business decision. You can't, you can't try to keep these young men from making smart, sound business decisions. You can't keep these owners of businesses and from, from being able to create business opportunities. If I'm a local business, and I have survived all of these years off the stars of the players patronizing my local business. 
regardless of what we what we want to admit, local players know, oh, there's certain places you can go, your money's no good there. They hook you up. Why? Because you being at their place brings other people to their place, not just because they love the football team. Business people understand that bodies draw bodies. And so because bodies draw bodies, they want those bodies there. How dare the NCAA want to come back after saying, hey, it's the wild, wild west, and go, I can't believe you shot somebody. What? Huh? What? Who? Huh? You just told us it was the wild, wild west. You just told us we could shoot. Now we can't shoot. Oh, you can shoot people. Oh, wait a minute. It's too many bodies. Huh? The NCAA could have easily solved this. Hey, listen, you're going to get paid a wage. And you're going to get paid a, a wage outside of your scholarship. So scholarships, everything, that's, that's separate. You're going to get paid a wage. And it's going to be tiered. It's going to be tiered. It's not even going to be based off whether you're a starter or not. It's going to be based off of how many years you've been in the program. We're going to pay you for four years. We're going to pay you for four years. We're not going to pay you for, for five years. Why? Because it should not take you five years to get a degree. To, to people who... Who, who who take more than four years, it's not a diss. I'm just saying these young men are there all the time. So they're taking summer classes. There's no reason for them to take five years. But we're going to pay you on a tiered level four years. Your first year, your first year, it's going to be like an entry-level job. We're going to pay you 35 and then we'll increase every year from there by $10,000. So your scholarship, room and board, all that's paid for. You've got $35,000 in your pocket in which you can do whatever you want to do with it. We'll even either pay you monthly or, or, We'll give you the entire lump sum up front so you can do whatever it is you would like to do with it. So you can either get, you could either get your, I don't know, what is it? 20 something, $100 a month, or you can get your 30,000 or whatever it is at the taxes. Cause again, we're paying you. So taxes. You can get that up front and do whatever it is you want to do with it. You can invest because all your bills are paid for, right? You can, you can partial that out however you want. We're going to also enroll you in this finance class so you learn how to work your money. You learn what it is you can do with your money. 
that will be that will be a mandatory class for freshmen when you walk in the door. So we're going to teach you financial literacy while we pay you money. And now you don't have to worry about Nick Saban saying, well, how are we going to be able to regulate this because this person makes this part? No. If you make it to your senior year, you spend four years in the program, you get $75,000 that year. Now, the sucky part for them is they're going to go into the real world and most likely not make $75,000 in their first year. So they're going and $75,000 without any other expenses. That's that's how the world works, right? So if they're smart, if if you teach them, hey, listen, maybe you don't want to spend all this money. Because if you save, right? If you save 50% of each year, when you walk out of here, you're going to walk out of here with X. Right? So if you save 15 grand from the first year, right? If you save 22,500 from the second year, if you save 27,500 from the third year, if you save um, 35,000 from the fourth year, when you walk out of here, you're going to walk out of here with upwards of close to $100,000. That's a nice nest egg to be able to do whatever it is you want to do. That's a nice starter to whatever it is you want to do with life. You want to buy a house? Boom. Right? You want to travel the world, see things? Boom. You want to Start a business, boom. You want to make sure that you can secure more education? Don't use that money. <laughs> but you get my point, right? The opportunity to use that money is there and to teach them the right way is there. And we would have never had to deal with, oh, certain schools have an upper hand because they're willing to buy players. You'd never had to worry about that. Nick Saban was wrong to say what he said because he's acting as if he wasn't doing the same thing. He was hypocritical because right in, while he was saying things about the other people, they were doing it. Now, Nick Saban's slow. But you can guarantee, once Nick Saban decides, you know what, we're not going to keep losing to Texas A&M, on the, on the recruiting field. We're going to do what they do. Guess what Alabama will have again? The number one recruiting class. They already have the mechanism in place. This isn't a matter of, of, of if, it's a matter of when. But we should never lose sight of the real enemy. And before any anybody come out there and say, oh, you can't do that because because um, you'll bankrupt the system. Who says that? Why is it that we will just listen to what these people who don't show us the books say and never even question them on it? If teams, 
if athletic departments have hundred million dollar um budgets, right? If if athletic programs have a hundred million dollars bonus budgets, and they're fielding just as many teams as a Division three school, then how can they not run or operate the same way that the Division three school runs and operates? Come on. If they're offering the same amount of athletics programs that a Division two school, then how is it they cannot operate at the same budget budgetary level as the Division two school? Why? Because they're spending that money money on something that money that they get is being spent on something guess what it could be spent on the players i don't ever try to come with come with like problems without solutions and ideas to execute the problem you're worried about nil deals take it away take it away put the toothpaste back in the tube sure why not or regulated heavy. Regulated heavy, that's fine. But you know what you're not going to do? You're not going to regulate it heavy and then not pay the players themselves. See, the NCAA said, oh, we don't want to pay them. You guys can pay them. And then said, oh, no, no, we don't want you to pay them like that. Huh? Don't ever lose sight of the real villain. The NCAA knows what they're doing. They know that the fix is in. And they want you to pay for it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Salt Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. I do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. But whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, you know what to do. Like, subscribe. Till next time. Peace.